One, two, three, four, five. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. My name is still Paul, and I'm still coming to you high atop the Brooklyn Studios here in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm joined yet again and always by the best co-host on the Intertron, Dr. John in Columbus, Ohio. Dr. John, hello, and how are you? Here I am. I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Uh, John? Yeah? Uh, I don't often start off the episode on a slow, sad note, but I'm gonna. Why? Everybody wants to know what I what we think about it's what I what we think about this John um if you haven't heard and maybe you haven't because I know you're very busy saving lives and helping people um uh, I'm sorry to say uh the the show the season of the Med Men season five yeah uh John has been put off until next year 2012 John is the next time we'll see all our favorites on the show um now i don't know if that hurts your heart that is that is sad it it hurts my heart a little bit i tell you what john i'd gotten i'd gotten all ready i'd gotten all ready for the summertime premiere as you know yeah it usually happens in august right uh i had i had scheduled all my summer events around that i had left august completely clear i was to do nothing uh i had i had mentally prepared to produce and be in our podcast show right. every you know Monday or Tuesday. Uh, not happening. That was taken away. It was ripped from my grasp, John. And I don't know who to blame. Do I blame AMC? I maybe. Do I blame Matt Weiner? I'd like to. Do I should I should I blame Henry Francis? Yes. Yes. Because you know it's his fault. The whole thing. It's either all Henry Francis's fault. Or it's all uh, uh, Betty Monster's far, fault or fart. And, <laughs> or, or John, this is my theory. Bobby number one came in and just oh. blew, blew the whole thing up. Oh, that would he catch? That would he catch came, some people by surprise. Bobby, Bobby number one. He came back in. He said, "F this, buddies. I'm Bobby, and I'm not stopping until we negotiate this shit." Here's the thing. It was such a big deal, though. It was probably Bobby's one through six. That did this as a team. This is true. This is true. They all they've they've actually uh, they've they've collected into a gang. They were going to call themselves the Latin Kings, but they figured that was taken, taken. and they're not and they're not Latin. Uh, and it was incredible. <laughs> now, now, John, uh, you, you know, I was surprised because our, our Facebook was a flutter, a flurry of Twitter with uh, what? with uh, 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 the articles and the conversations uh, of the. Uh, Ongoing of the, the goings yes. on, yes, of the goings on, and I can't read. Did you read any of it? And can you explain any of it to me? Yes, and yes, I can. Uh, I can do both. The articles really just went back and forth over the contract negotiations. Uh, there were a couple of different points. Uh, number one, that uh, AMC and Lionsgate were uh. debating on how much each one would get, and then. The uh, apparently AMC has made some demands on Weiner in regards to the actual show production itself. I was reading some things where they they were mandating that he would remove uh, certain characters, Betty Monster, probably one of them. And uh, oh no, you can't remove Betty Monster, right? She's too she's she's too controversial, right? You love to hate. 
I do. And, I would uh, have nothing to talk about. And they also wanted to shorten the show because of its popularity. They wanted to squeeze in a few more commercials. Um, really? Yeah. And so that uh, oh. that also didn't go over well. And I didn't actually hear the official resolved ending point of that. But it has been stated that, yes, indeed, they're definitely on for two more seasons. There's some info out there that it's uh, to three, which uh, in earlier interviews was Matt Weiner's original uh, idea vision for this uh, series was to get it to seven seasons mm-hmm. um but we're, we're we're good for at least two more and yeah. um i i also saw a post this morning that if you check out uh, this was through usa today actually there, there's an article saying that if you want to go back and watch the old shows if our faithful don't have them already through itunes or dvd uh netflix will be streaming these um Oh, but you know, but but I'm sure uh, for those of you uh, uh, across the pond and in other countries, well, you're still screwed. Oh, I'm sorry. Every every damn time. And sorry, I, I blame I, Henry know, Francis for that one. I'd bra- I as well blame Henry and uh, Henry Francis. Uh, as you all know, our international listeners are our most precious. Uh, it turns out, John, uh, you know, uh, between the time of our last show and tonight. Yep. Um, I found that we do, we do have a lot of French listeners. Um, one of them on the <laughs> Facebooks, I don't know her name, because, uh, again, I can't read. Helen. Whatever. Uh, has <laughs> has, uh, has nearly one day spammed the entire page with French articles about the Mad Men. So at least it's topical. It is topical, and I applaud her for that. Um, but uh, I can't read French. I can barely read English. Uh, why, why, why? Well, Why? with all of your difficulty reading, <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you able to learn anything? So I did. I did learn. So, well, first of all, for, for, first off, this is not just a fluff episode, uh, people, because we don't do that. John and I, John and I, uh, are, are are working toward the uh, common good of keeping you um, uh, interested in the show uh, during the off season, which I feel we're doing a spectacular job at. John, I'm patting myself on the back almost daily. Oh, don't break that arm. <laughs> it hurts real bad, uh, and uh, so we are we are reviewing an episode tonight. Uh, it's an episode in season three. It's called "My Old Kentucky Home." The third episode. Okay, if we're gonna split hairs again. Yep. Uh, and and so I've learned. Uh, I would like to say I've learned three things from the episode, John. But honestly, I I I didn't. I couldn't. I, you know, I didn't. Oh, no. But I did. But I did throughout the time, throughout the last time we've talked, and and today I have learned uh, some things I'd like to share with you. Uh, number one, uh, it's become clear that AMC is trying to take down our podcast, John. Now, let me explain. Uh, with the season not starting for another year and us running out of episodes to uh, recap, uh, it's not looking good. Now, listenership has not fallen off. That I can tell. And we still grow on Facebook, so maybe we'll be okay. But, John, that's a long time for people not to hear my dulcet tones. <laughs> Golden. And when I say my dulcet tones, I mean your dulcet tones. Thank you. And my uh, my, my whiny, maybe Jewish-type voice. No, no, no. Streaming through your headphones. Uh, no, nobody would ever call you Adam Carolla to your face. Not to my face, which is right, because I know listeners haven't seen me. I am built like a horse. <laughs> And I would beat you down. Beat you down. Number two. Um, I think 
there was a huge mistake in the fact that we were not involved in those negotiations for the show, John. I tell you what, they call us to the table. This is done. Done. I'm, I'm serious. Two hours and a ham sandwich. Done. And everybody's happy. But no. Everybody's happy. But no. But, but no, you, you, don't, you don't include the doctor. Right. And Paul. And Paul. And listen, I may not have been given the gift of looks, being that I'm uh, a portly uh, Paul Giamatti, but I am given the gift of talk, John, and I'm given the gift of making people feel good about themselves and feel good about what they're doing. The gift of Am gab. Right? The gift of gab, my friend. Is the gift that I have. Um, and I feel that, again, if we had been involved in the negotiations, maybe we could have maybe we could have gotten some dollars for ourselves, or at least which, a, would have been, which would have been nice, because up till now, we've only been losing money on this. At least some autographs. Maybe an autograph. Maybe a <laughs> high five. Hey, maybe we could just go out for drinks with everybody. Hey, Matt. Uh, Matt, let's go. Yeah. I don't mean to be pathetic or nothing, but <laughs> what, what are you doing later? Um, and number three, and this I think this one is very true, uh, Hollywood uh, is still full of douchebags like Henry Francis. Oh. Obviously, if Henry if a, if a, if a person like Henry Francis was in, uh, was in charge of the negotiations, it would end just like it has, John. Badly. Badly is the answer. Now I got to wait. I, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> What am I supposed to do until 2011? Live my own life? No, no. No, 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 no. No, I need this show, John. No Mad Men, no football. People are going to have a rough fall. This is looking bad. It is looking bad for everybody. I, I mean, I mean, sure, some places have it worse. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> right now. But, I mean, you know, as far as, as, far as the entertainment goes... This is a this is this is surely a disaster. Surely, <laughs> don't call me surely. I uh, I wanted to just to Je- preserve some continuity. I I did learn a few things about this episode. Oh oh. Wait a minute. Are you are are you, are you turning our format on its head, John? I tell you, this is this is called you know going. Never, this is going outside of the cubicle. We've never let you do the three things before. I I'm excited. <laughs> And, and I thought I'd start it off with, with uh, one of your favorite things, the math equation. Oh, yeah, I do love the You equation. love the math equation. I do love equations. Um, so we have, now again, my old Kentucky home. We're going to get into it in a second. One of the things that we learned is that Roger Sterling plus blackface <laughs> divided by a drunk strumpet is unbelievably awkward. A drunk strumpet? Yes. I'd be referring to his young lady friend, Jane. A strumpet? Is that not a thing? I would have said tart. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, our, our wonderful friend, Joan, not only can solve problems about dinner seating, but knows how to stop a fight. Just stop talking. Oh, mm, mm. This is true. I remember that. I remember that. And number three, the only way... To stomach Paul Kinsey on a Saturday is to get baked out of your gourd. And even then, <laughs> can I say this? This might have been his most his most obnoxious. He was at his worst. I, I think so. And let's here's and here's here's another thing. I would have given I would have given Matt Weiner uh, more money for dropping him in the last season. <laughs> here's a bonus. Good call. I would have said, hey, I dropped that Kinsey piece of shit. What? 
What are we complaining about? Yeah, they didn't add, right? They didn't, they, what, they replaced him with Francis? I guess that's a push. Uh, no, I mean, let's be, let's, let's be clear. Uh, Francis is, is way, is, did way, way better. All right. Because I think, you know, at first. Is it the beard? Uh, I, it's the beard. Uh, it's it's the beard. It's his fat, smug face. <laughs> I can't I can't think of a reason not to hate the guy. Um, Henry Francis, though, we started out hating a lot. Okay, we 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 put the thumbs double down on that guy. Absolutely. But if I remember correctly, by the end of season four, yeah, we were kind of all right with him. Well. Yeah, just because he he was victim of the monster like everybody else. Oh man! But let's get into it. Oh, all right then. Why don't you start us off? All right. So we we, we get kicked off in the office, our favorite place in the world. We are in the casting room, and we have uh, we have a, a young woman named Hillary who is uh, giving a little audition. They are casting for that Anne Margaret piece. Remember, they're trying to do that uh, patio Pepsi Diet Pepsi uh, commercial thing. So we have this yeah. woman in this re- remarkable. What what is that? Is that a jumpsuit? What you know? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think it's two pieces, all the same material. Not for nothing, John. But those pants help no one ever. I don't care what. <laughs> I don't care what decade you're in. Listen, ladies, and I know, I know I don't count. I know I don't. But please, the high waisted pants. Who who is. Who is that working for? Now, by Ooh. by high waist, do you mean like the bottom of the rib cage? Because that's I mean that's... I mean all the way up to your top half business top right high pants, John. All right, it's ridiculous. It's I don't who who I mm, who is lying to you that that looks good? Who is telling you this? A designer. But I do like the ruffle on top. Oh, of you it. do like the ruffle? Just, <laughs> just just to be well, if we're gonna be doing the twist, the, we should have some ruffle up there. And and so she is doing the the twist at the specific request of Crane. Who is just terrible. He is terrible. I feel like every time a new girl comes in, he's like, bring in the girls. Right? He's like the creepy old guy. Mm-hmm. Send in uh, the girls. <laughs> the creepiest guy. And creepiest he, guy. And he gets, you know, he gets uh, put in his place a bit by uh, Peggy, saying, like, I, you know, hey, you're, you, are, you are a spectator. Um, uh, Pe- Peggy d- d- does it best. But she puts everyone in, in, in their place, uh, in their time. And I lo- she does that a couple times in this episode. I love her. And unfortunately, right now, she gets put in her place as uh, the guys from accounts get to come down and say, Hey, buds, you're working all weekend. Yes, um, this has happened to me before. That's awesome. Are you serious? Yeah. So, like, they'll come in Friday afternoon and say, Hey, we need, like, all of this stuff on Monday morning. Uh, well, these, I don't have account guys anymore, but yeah, um, at my last job, that happened. Uh, now, if that happens, just the client calls me up and says, hey, 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 you're not doing anything, right? What? <laughs> uh, I just found out, literally just now, that I need a bunch of stuff that I actually knew about a week ago. And by a week, I mean six weeks. Monday morning at nine. <laughs> you're like, what? Wait, wait, what? That Thanks, ha- bye. That happens? Okay. Yes, that happens well, I, it's, it's it's happened much less lately, but it, it can happen all the time. But so the that, client can decide. The client can literally. Well, here's here's what happens: is like they're in their meetings and they're you know and they decide all the stuff they need to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go home at five o'clock. Okay. And then they forget to tell you about it the next day, and then flash to two weeks later, they're like, <laughs> "Oh shit, Monday! I'm supposed to I'm supposed to show all this work. That's okay." We'll just call the we'll just call the agency and 
whatever. They'll cancel their vacations. Jeez. Yeah, it's poopy, John. It's poopy. I've made I've made a poor decision in life, and I'm paying for it every day. And so this this is a, a creative assignment for the Bacardi. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's what we find out. We find that the uh, the the account guys they can't come in and help. Not that they would do anything. But uh, they are going to be busy at Roger Sterling's garden party. This is Derby weekend, by the way. Oh, I love Derby weekend, John. Which is coming up real time, actually. It is. I know. Um, I just got my Derby glasses. So uh, this is... Um, this I Now, I suspect you mean eyeglasses. No, no, no. Drinking glasses. Oh. Somehow I'm less, I'm less excited by that. All right. I imagine you in some kind of weird derby glasses. Oh, oh, oh I see. Some kind of you know rose-colored I mean? Elton John horse yes, thing. Yes, yes. All right. You're in the Donald Duck costume. <laughs> <laughs> no such luck. But um, so so we, uh, we find out the bad news for the creative team, the party news for the account guys, and we head upstairs to the, uh, the main office where we see Joan heading out, and they run into our crazy hatted friend jane and i don't know i don't know if this is the first time we see her but if you notice walking out with joan is our good friend allison from right. later down the road from in late house season yes yes John, may i just say uh in this in this face-off conversation confrontation you have between uh, uh joan and jane yes um i got 10 bucks on joan i mean if it came to a fist fight because i don't think joan would cat fight Joan would Joan would take a fist. She'd take her earrings off, obviously, whole days, and then just punch Jane in the face. See, if, I if, wish that would happen. If the fight was right now, like as it's happening, I think Jane mm-hmm. is at a severe disadvantage. She can't really bob and weave given her giant headgear. The hat the hat is going to slow her down aerodynamically, John. I do not disagree with you there. But uh, but but she and she, she's just so terrible. She's just re- un- incredibly smug. She um, just uh, best best line. Yeah, we had to go get the rings uh, refitted. I just can't stop losing weight. Well, then, oh my god, I will crack you in half, says Joan in her mind. I know, and then she she ends it by saying, you know, oh my car is circling. Send one of the girls down to get it. Ugh. I will beat you to death. Right is what is what Joan needed to end that with. That's what she ended it with. If you just kind of if you, you read death. the eyes, you read the oh, eyes. Yeah. That's what she says. There needs to be more. I think if Joan was Latin, she would be a Latin king, and she would have. She would. And I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, yeah. So a horrible exchange. Uh, it, it it really makes us hate. If you didn't already hate Jane, I don't know because you're stupid. Uh, this this went and did it. This went and this took you over to the other side. Nope. Nobody just, likes Jane. No one. Nobody. No one. And you know what I was thinking uh, on the train today? No. Here's what it here's here's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Jane and Betty Monster got together, right, right, and and became like a super bitch, okay, I believe they could terrorize m- m- huge cities. Wouldn't that just make that that person? They would come together like Voltron. They they'd be re- they'd be really hot, right, but really awful. So wouldn't that just be the same as Charlie Sheen? I don't think so. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that if two really hot, awful, mean girls come together, Mm -hmm. they create a Tiger Blood winning Charlie Sheen? Or a warlock. Or a... Oh! Wait a minute. This puts a whole new spin on the warlock. 
John, John, my head just exploded. If you could take it from here, please. We get a very quick moment where we meet uh, Peggy's new secretary, uh, oh an older God. woman named Olive. And again, this is just kind of an introduction, brief second. And we head back to the, the homestead. Uh, we see a, a very pregnant um, looking Betty who is uh, at home with Don. It's uh, nighttime. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> um, turns out that uh, Jean. Grandpa Gene, Grandpa Gene, Grandpa Gene, Gene please. Yeah, he uh, he continues to have some problems with his cognitive function. He's a little crazy, and uh, peeled all the potatoes. When... Let me say though, he did a hell of a job on those potatoes. Right, they look pretty good. And his motor skills are impeccable. But uh, <laughs> so all the all the potatoes are peeled and on the sink uh, because Betty had to run out to get some outfit stuff for the big party coming up. Don's not even like that, you know jazzed about it and she's she's like no she she needs to get out of the house going a little stir crazy do you think maybe he's not so excited about it because he doesn't know that roger will be in blackface right if he knew that going in i you know <laughs> he, he brings that video camera of his oh gross and uh then we head upstairs and we see you know sally getting a nice little bedtime story namely the decline and fall of the roman empire Hey, every kid loves that, John. Volume one. I mean, let's start at the beginning, right? Right. And uh, just a, just a little advanced for her age, but Grandpa Jean's bringing her along. And, I, I, uh, this is amazing. But see, this I think this is where the, you know, kind of the genius of this uh, the, the directing comes here is that you know she really has, and this this really comes out great in the like the next scene or two scenes from now. Um, she's getting like the attention she hasn't had pretty much her whole life. You mm-hmm. know, she she gets to bond with an adult. That hasn't happened in whatever she is eight years that she's been around on the earth, mm-hmm. and it's um, and, and she's just loving it. Um, and Don comes to, to get her, uh, you know, says uh, just kind of ignores Jean, and that's that's it, right? Anything else? Good. I got no problems there. No problems there. And then uh, so so we it's Saturday, and sadly we go to the office. That's right, because we know that the creative has to work over the Saturday. And they're not working too hard, John. They're trying to figure out this rum problem, if I'm not mistaken, correct? And they're doing they it co- with the product. You, well, you need to know what the product tastes like if you're going to tell the if you're going to tell the consumer, John. Do you really? I don't know. Kinsey. <laughs> Kinsey uh it, it has some kind of ass paddle. Well, what 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 he's got he's got what, what appears to be uh a Pete Campbell uh, Princeton. Is that an ass? Pa- I didn't. Go, I didn't go to regular college. I went to art school. Is that? Is that? Is, do you, is that what you guys do in regular college? You know, I think I went to like one of just a couple schools that don't have any kind of Greek, so I never had that. But I've seen that where you get some kind of there's some kind of paddle for like the this the fraternity or yeah. I mean, it's got it looks it it's looks got like the fraternity it, letters on it, Alpha Delta Omega or something. I, I believe it's Alpha Alpha Douche. The thing is, is it's, it's got, it looks like a cricket. It kind of looks like a cricket paddle for a tiny, tiny man. <laughs> anyway, he's using it and he hits a grapefruit into the uh, trash can because apparently uh, that's part of working. Well, Blowing that, off some steam with grapefruit. Apparently that's how he gets inspired. One of many ways, John. Yes. Uh, Pretty much, they're uh, so they're, tr- they're they're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, there's also some talk about uh, about uh, uh, w- uh, weed. I don't know marijuana. Is it? Well, that, that that only happens once Peggy leaves the room and she's oh. sent for a blender. 
Yeah, it's douche. Lame. And uh, and yeah, they they uh, they start talking about um, weed. Uh, Smitty is like, hey, you know, you got to know somebody, and uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, we also meet. Uh, we see Olive again. Strangely, Olive has decided to come in since Peggy's coming in, and we get this crazy. She gives like this ridiculous two sentence like synopsis of her life for the last three days. Or it's just nuts. Yeah, yeah. Why she came in on the weekend? If uh, Peggy's here, she's here. And she tells that she tells Peggy that she canceled her trip to the cloisters with her husband, which was fine with him. Then her son might come home with, with his girlfriend, but I don't know. He's really picky. Okay, Olive, I don't know. Don't care. The, the only thing uh, I liked about that is uh, you know where her son is currently a student. Boston College, That's right. BC Eagles graduates. What? Thank you. Okay, well done, well done, sir. Uh, the thing is, uh, and this is what creeps me out about Olive, John, and this may not make any sense to anybody, but, uh, in the, in the late seventies or the eighties, uh, Genesis had this video where they had these puppets Yeah. and they had like, uh, they had like these really weird, like old people face puppets oh. and Olive looks just like one of the puppets. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to help you on that one. People look that up. I believe it, it maybe it was Phil Collins. I believe it was Genesis. The creepiest effing video you've ever seen, and put it next to Olive, and you will, and I'm not kidding, wet your pants. Okay. And not because it's hilarious, because it's scary. Because it's scary? Because it's frightening, John. We go back into the office, and you're right, they are talking about, uh, they're, they're talking about where to get uh, some weed. I don't know if you've noticed, John, but Mr. Paul Kinsey, douche captain, is wearing a mohair sweater. Like what the hell? What is that? What is a mo? The the mo- this is where we could use. Is, is it not mole? Is it mole? Who would wear mole hair? What what's a like a like a? What Aren't kind of you mole? the researcher for this show, John? I I may have failed on this one. Yeah, you sure did, buddy. What is mohair? hair? It kind of looks like he picked up a rug and put sleeves on it, though. I mean, to be honest, it's not so nice. Well, here you go, my friend. It is mo, not mole. And it's, I said uh, it's, it's made from it's made from the hair of the angora goat. Oh, why is it called mohair? It's a silk-like fabric, and it's from this specific goat. It was uh, it was it's called mohair because in Arabic it was mukhya, oh, a type of hairy cloth, and so uh, that that kind of then was adopted in English as mohair. You know what I'm thinking? Yep, Christmas. Oh, and uh, you are absolutely right, my friend. The uh, Genesis, it was 1986 off Invisible Touch. The song was Land of Confusion. Oh, my God, yes, Land of Confusion. Seriously, people, don't watch it. I'm sorry I brought it up. It's that scary. <laughs> it's, it's that scary. Uh, we then go back to the uh, we, we go back to the Draper household, John. And um, little Sally Draper, she is a scamp. Yeah. Uh, goes into Grandpa Jean's house. I'm sorry. Oh well, first she goes and sees uh, Betty, uh, Betty Monster, yeah, and this is this ready. is exactly the scene I was talking about. Exactly what you're saying, John. Be- Betty Monster's getting ready. She says she looks like an open umbrella, and uh, no, 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 it's, it's not just that she says that she's an open umbrella. It's that no. Sally comes in and says, you know, gosh, you look pretty, and is just you know completely dismissed. And actually, she gets the opposite. Um, you know, she actually walks Sorry. into the room and she's like, hey, my I, <laughs> I walked backwards all the way from the living room. You know gets like nothing uh, she yeah. asked something about grandpa and, and uh, all all uh, monster can say is don't bother him all um, monster can say is don't bother him and that's her buddy grandpa jeans is her buddy right 
and I, I think that's kind of what led to the uh, what led to the uh, what would this be a, a pilfery? Oh, a pilfery. maybe John. Uh, yes, uh, Sally goes in to see Grandpa Jean, and uh, Grandpa Jean is indisposed, as they say. He is taking a shit, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh, "All right," and then sees John the money clip on the dresser. There's five dollars there. Yeah, five whole dollars. And I'll say this. Yeah, I would have taken it. There was more than that. She, there she, is more than that, but John, a good thief, never takes No, no, she gave him the family discount. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Uh, we then go to um, uh, Joan's uh, house with uh, uh, Dr. Screw-Up. And uh, they're, getting, they're getting the house ready because uh, the, 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 head of, the head of residency and the head of doctoring... Uh, it's coming over? No, no, the current chief resident. So the job Correct. that Greg wants. Wants, right. The current one who's who's on his way out. He's coming yeah. over. Yeah. And then um and then the head of uh surgery. Yep. is coming over. So th- and then their wives. So four people on their way over and uh you know, they're getting ready and he's he flips out about the the seatings and you know, she has her own arguments about the seatings. And yeah. they uh, they come to a nice compromise when she just tells him to stop talking. Oh, it was, it was one of Joan holds her own every time. Don't forget it, John. I'm going to do something I've never done on the show before right now. What's that? I'm going to give you the reins mm-hmm. while I go make another drink. Oh, oh. And this oh. isn't popular. This isn't popular, but I want to keep things rolling. Right. So I want you for the next maybe three minutes oh. to really own this. All right. I'm not going to be here. Right. I want you to hold it together. I got it. One, two, three, go. All right. Oh, here we go. Um, hey, everybody. Kind of feel like uh, that scene in Wayne's World where Garth is all by himself. But we're going to keep this going. We're just going to keep on rolling with the episode until Paul gets back from boozing it up. Uh, we finished off with that scene as, uh, as Joan and Greg, they, they come to a peaceful yet resolute decision. And we head out from there back to the house. Don... Betty Monster getting ready for the party, looking great, and all of a sudden Gene is a flipping out. He comes down with his money clips and he had thirty-five dollars. Now he's got thirty, and he wants to know where his money is. And of course, nobody believes that he actually got robbed. They just think that oh, he miscounted or dropped it or whatever. And um, Don offers to give him five dollars, and Gene looks at him and says. I don't want your money. You think money's the answer to every problem. And Don, with just the best deadpan delivery, says, no, just this particular problem. And uh, at that point, Gene doesn't take it. Don says, I'm ready to go. He heads out. Um, Betty says, I don't know what you want. She heads out. Uh, This leaves Gene upset and with uh, Carla and the kids. And he's just not, not having it. But I just the, the Don line was remarkable. Uh, from here, we go back to the office, and we see a, uh, a Princeton grad, a friend of Kinsey, or compadre, rather, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey is an incredibly uh, smug, arrogant, um, future member of Scientology type of person that comes in and has a what looks like almost a... a, a old-timey doctor travel bag full of different medicinal goods. 
Oh, this guy's a hero. I'm back, John. How'd it go? Fantastic. I think you, wonderful. You just re- uh, you just missed me referring to Jeffrey as a, uh, a future member of Scientology. Ah, yes, he does. He he is very Tom Cruise esque, right? But probably, but I, I I I haven't met either of them. But probably a good foot taller, <laughs> <laughs> and and less glib. Oh no, he's just as glib. I think. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so he, you know, he just comes in the uh, <laughs> the two great coxmen from Princeton. Take that as you will. Uh, try to, <laughs> and I have. <laughs> they try to plug the door with the mohair. Uh, but it's mohair, John. And you know, and and Kinsey and, and Smitty just thought that they'd get the goods, but uh, Jeff wants to hang. Hey, why not? Right? What's he got going on? Spark one up, John. This is before beepers and cell phones. He, I mean, you know. Oh, I thought you. I thought you said this was before Bieber. I, was, I didn't know you followed the kid. <laughs> and before Bieber, <laughs> before Bieber, indeed. Uh, here's the thing, John. How do you get pot smell out of mohair? Oh, you you dry clean. No, nope, you don't. Is the answer. That's the answer to that. Uh, can we move on? Yes, yes. Did we get to move to we, the great outdoors? This is one of the few times we get an outside shot, right? In New York. I want to go to this derby party. Do you? It's beautiful. It is nice. It's a little stuffy. Now, I'll give you that. And you can probably only get mint juleps. And yes, Harry Crane is wearing seersucker and looks like a gigantic douche. Have you had? But Have you had the drink? The julep? I have had a mint julep. Have you? Uh, just gross. I, I've bought them at the They're derby. They're awful. Like at the They're derby. They're awful. They're awful. <laughs> They're awful. They're awful. They're awful. Who likes mint julep? Why are we doing this? This is one of those things. Oh, we've always done it this. So we've always drank shit. No, here's, really? what, here's what happens is that people have, have drank so much before the derby. It, they can't taste it. They'll drink anything at that point. Ugh. Oh, They're so like, hammered by the time the thing, they get to the derby. It's, it's bourbon, like simple syrup, and then some, some mint, right? That's it. Just give me the bourbon, honestly. Leave that other crap out. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, know, I don't like, know why we're mad. Maybe, I don't know why we're mad about it. Maybe using the metal glass, because that's like the traditional way to serve it. Yeah, Isn't that like that metal goblet? I don't know if that adds to the taste I, or just I, numbs your mouth. I At that point, you did, it might as well be lead. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, you know, the, the, the Drapers are strolling into this really nice setup. Looks like a beautiful day. And um, did, you, did, you, did you see the stage? It says uh, Derby 1963 on it. It's a personalized stage. Okay. I'm just saying. that's I've never been to a party where the dance floor is custom. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and by that, by saying that, I mean I would like to go. Right, no. To a dance floor, to a party that could have a custom dance floor with a year on it, and not just that somebody scraped in with their key. Right, right. I'm talking like you know, I'm supposed to be there. Well, may- maybe for the 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 Mad Men recap meetup, we could get, do something like that. John, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna set up a PayPal, and if all our listeners uh, each donate a thousand dollars, and I I know I know I in this economy, <laughs> we, we we may be able to get. Our own dance floor I, with the year on. Ah, if you're gonna be competing with the Japan Relief, it might not be. Oh, I shouldn't do that. No, no, and, not and, there. And you were right about the seersucker. My goodness, right? Does that look good Seriously. on anybody, or is it just him that not not so good on? Well, I tell you what, you gotta be. You, and I, I'm saying I'm I'm coming at this like completely genuine. 
you got to be like 90 pounds to wear seersucker. So, Cam- so take- Campbell could pull that off? You know who I think could have pulled it off? Yeah. No kidding. Right. Ken Kaisgrove. Okay. He's tall enough to wear it. He's tall enough to wear it. He's thin enough to wear it. And he's dumb enough to wear it. <laughs> he's got he's got the three. He's got the per- three going. He's perfect. He's perfect. 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 Who wears a brown suit? That's what I don't understand. Who's got the, Who wears oh, the brown suit is to this? Cosgrove? Is that what he's in? Who- no, no. Yeah, Cos. Yes, yes. Cosgrove. <laughs> He's in a brown suit. Why would you not be wearing a tan suit? Right. Well, is there some timing it's rule? Springtime. It's springtime. You're outside. Tan suit. All right. Brown suit. And, and Pete. Pete in his douche. I don't know if that's gray or blue. No, that's right. It's kind of a. It's it's like a bad black. Or, or, or a gray or like a charcoal. Yeah. And then he's got his damn blue pants on with it. He looks, he looks like an idiot. <laughs> now, not to, you know, like to, to be clear, this is 63. The fashion rules may have been different. No, I don't think so. Uh, all right. Men's, men's wear is timeless, John. Is that right? I don't know. I don't think the bow tie has held up so well. Well, no, that's the, that's, the, don't, see. Here's the other, don't get me started on bow ties. Do not get me started on bow ties because it's going to end in a bad place. If any of our listeners wear bow ties, I'm serious. Stop it. Everyone hates you. That's, that's, pretty, much, that's pretty much the net net on that, guys. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're back to the house, and we, have, uh, we pretty much have Carla Toss in the bunks. Um, yeah. And uh, she's, she's, she's trying to look for the money. And, uh, you know, Jean's like, oh, you're being ridiculous. And she's like, well, you know, I'm not going to have you blame me. He's like, I haven't. She's like, not yet. Yeah. Um, then he asks if she knows Viola. Or actually, she call, <laughs> he calls her he Viola. Ca- he calls her Viola. And uh, her response is, we don't all know each other. Right. <laughs> Hilarious. Right. Always funny. That joke is always funny. Uh, and, then, uh, <laughs> and then he shoots, uh, shoots, shoots little Sally a, a bit of a glare. When she's just kind of you know done looking. So do 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 we know? Does he? Because we know that Grandpa Gene is missing about about half a tank. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, does he? Does are we are we supposed to think that he knows Sally did it and he's putting on this whole hurrah just for her benefit? I yeah, I think with the whole like hands in the pants thing that that's what that's supposed to give you. Hands in the pants thing. Yeah, the end of that scene. Is that is that a sign yeah. that I'm not aware of? Hands and pants mean something. Yeah. Hands okay. and pants, rolled shoulders, a little bounce. I, that means I, that I am I am giving off a sign all the time that I didn't know I was doing. <laughs> you better clear that up. You, I, yeah. you you've made a lot of people uncomfortable if you're really doing it. <laughs> well, clearly, <laughs> it goes without saying, John. Um, and so now now we're we're back to the office. We see uh, you know Peggy's waking up from a little nappy poo. Uh, <laughs> Olive, yeah. Olive has a sandwich for her, very kind, yeah. and she's like, "What's going on?" And and Olive's like, "Do not go in there. I know what they're doing." And it's very disapproving. Obviously, we see the guys hanging out. I love that Smitty actually is like the cool guy in the room because he can oh, yeah. he can he can knock on those two guys. He's like, "So you guys got a lot of girls." Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when I say you guys in disbelief, I really just mean Kinsey. Um, yeah, it was it, that was pretty funny. And uh, you know, she's like, I know, I know what's going on. Um, she kind of sneers at Jeff, and that's appropriate. 
And uh, she says, uh, you know, Kinsey, again, being a, dir- a jerk, says you wouldn't like it. She's like, how do you know what I'd like? I'm Peggy Olsen. I want to smoke some marijuana. Best line of the entire series. Whole John. season. Absolutely. Uh, and I, I, the people aren't going to believe, believe this, but that is my ringtone. That should be a t-shirt. It's my ringtone. I'm Peggy Olsen, and I want to smoke some marijuana. It should be a t-shirt. I'm surprised uh, some hipster hasn't done that yet. With, like, her face and then, like, the exactly. I'm Peggy Olsen on top. Yeah. I want to smoke some marijuana. That'd be fantastic. Good guy. Any, any we, creative people out there want to put that together? We'd love to see I don't it. Know, I don't know any creative people, but if there's any hipsters that listen to this show, they've already taken this idea. They've put in a mustache on Peggy and made it their own. <laughs> I hate those bastards. Moving on. Back to the party. Mm-hmm. And this this is this is just uh, what would you call this like a new uh, a new low point? Would you call this shoe polish gone wrong? Um, I, I I don't know what you'd call this except I, terrible. It it it, it I yeah, this is one of those things that you 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 see through both lenses. You see it through the lens of today where it is cringeworthy, right? Um, and it's funny because uh, uh, for the, for the listeners' information, I I watch the show on the train. Uh, a lot of times, <laughs> you gotta hide your. Gotta hide I'm, your watching, phone I'm watching the show on the train, and of course, the part the part where the, is in the middle of my commute, uh, this part comes on, and I just, I just, I just whack the phone against my chest and cry, because <laughs> I am, of course, um, the number one white guy ever. Uh, I, I like, I like, I like no racial unrest. Nah, I don't want to make anybody angry. What if somebody sees me? Watching this with a white guy in blackface, I would feel awful. But yet, looking through it at the through the lens of the characters, they all think this is hilarious. Not Don. Well, Don just hates this whole thing. Right. I don't think he particularly cares about the blackface or not. I don't you know whatever. I need a drink. But everybody else just thinks this is a great old time. I got to be honest. I don't know. Maybe I'm slow. I don't get the joke really. Kid. Could you just sing the song without going into blackface? Right? I don't know. I don't know. I was born. I was born many years later. But apparently this is like the second time he's done it. He said He does it all the time, all- John. <laughs> sometimes I'm feeling a little <laughs> Sometimes he's feeling a little down, just comes home, gets in blackface, sings a song, we tell some racist jokes, go to bed. I don't Jeez. I don't I don't I don't. I don't. I, I mean, know. You know, it's a, it was a different time. It was a different time. I mean, at this point, Don actually says, "Can we go?" And yeah, that's seriously. A, and and, and uh, you know, and uh, Betty wants to stay for the the race, and she wants to get the food. She wants to dance. Yeah. Um. So she, you know, she's like, "No," and, and she she knows him well enough to say, "Don't leave." Um. Also, just to be fair, we've learned Betty Monster is a racist, and she's loving this. <laughs> right. You know. Right. Another laugh at a minority's expense. Loving it. <laughs> and that is Betty Monster. But so, so Don does his best to, uh, you know, really disappear uh, not, without actually leaving the, the premise. And mm-hmm. he heads into an untended bar. And here we meet our first of two future important characters in the series. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, that's a new one. Bum, 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 bum. That's enough. And uh, we we see actually we we have no idea who this is actually for for several minutes. Uh, it's just an older gentleman in is that a is that a tux? What is is that a tux? It is a tux, John. All right, and I, uh, I'm not used but, to the black lapel. But yet he he does look like he works there. 
Right. It's it's an odd it's an odd choice. Now, here's my question that I didn't quite understand because he so he's not at the same function. Right. Different he's at functions. a wedding. Right. He's at a wedding there. Right. And he's completely annoyed with it. Yes. And Don is at a derby party. Right. Yeah. And he's annoyed with it. Okay. Okay, good. So they have that in common. Well, uh, obviously. And and they start sharing just bizarre stories with each other. Yeah, you know, it's just really one it's it's a conversation you would just have with anybody you ran into and in, you know, in a similar situation. About how you peed in trunks? John, and to be honest, I thought this was funny. I did the same thing when I was a kid. Oh, at the country club? Uh no, not at the country club. I parked cars for this uh for this for this uh like banquet hall. Oh. Uh, in Toledo, in Toledo, Ohio. Oh, that's yeah, I remember that. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I used to take a piss in any trunk I could get open. Wow. I don't know what it was. There's something about a trunk. I wondered why you were so dehydrated. I, I exactly. I was I was going <laughs> I was going at it to the point where it was actually harmful to myself. I mean, I was just going to get glasses of water so I could keep going. Um, it, one in one night, John. Not a lie. My record: thirty-two trunks. <laughs> <laughs> they were all compact. Doesn't they count. Um, okay. But well, we find out the older gentleman he's from uh, San Antonio. Um, it's it was funny. He um, he says like he saw some show called like you know a, a summer night's dream. Sounds like you mean a midsummer night's dream. Connie says, "God, you're prickly." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you got to correct me on everything, jackass. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, it was funny, and and that's all we learned. His name's Connie, and. He walks out of the bar with his old fashioned, and mm-hmm. Don just kind of stays in the bar to smoke and avoid the blackface. By the way, uh, they uh, they had a rye old fashioned uh, with old Overholt as the as the rye. I recommend all our listeners go out and buy a bottle of old Overholt and uh, and give it a shot. Did they did they call and write you a check? What are you doing? I just I'm a fan. Oh, you a friend of mine. You've... A friend of mine's always buying old Overholt and. Uh, and uh, it's a it's a good old time. All right, and so we get to leave the bar and the blackface and go back to the office, and we have three very high, but maybe not that creative, creative, stoned out of their mind, John. And then our mini Tom, actually our super super sized Tom Cruise, tall Tom Cruise, tall Tom Cruise, on the couch, and uh, we get to. <laughs> um, it was so funny because they they said you know. Uh, it's not it's not working on you uh, because if if it was you'd be hungry. Mm-hmm. In fact, he goes, I am hungry. I just don't want to move. I I don't know what any of this is like, John. Okay. <laughs> so I cannot comment. I think that's called pleading the fifth. Um, <laughs> but what we have what we do have is we have some beans being spilt all over Paul Kinsey, aka former. Uh, Joycey, Joycey, former dismissed member of the Princeton Tiger Tones. Now, John, yes, uh, you went to. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go to school um, in the uh, upper crust New England um, part of the country. Uh, were were you? Were was was there? Were, were there Tiger Tones at Boston College? Uh, there, there, there were a ton of singing groups at Boston College. I think there were six acapella groups. It was a, all male, but were there any all male the, called the Tiger Tones? Uh, there, there, there was. There was an all male acapella group. Were they called the Eagle Tones? Oh man, uh, no, they were called the Heightsmen. 
Oh, that's that could be gayer than Tiger <laughs> oh, Tones. Oh, in case you in case you were wondering. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, just uh, speaking of incredibly just ridiculous scenes, he he launches into just an awful song. Uh, what was it? Hello, my baby. Uh, mm. And then, well, no, he no. Tall Tom Cruise accuses accuses him of being kicked out of the Tiger Tones because he couldn't even sing. Well, and then and, challenges him when he says that did not happen, and he just merely had mono. Right. Okay, we get, everyone stop using mono as your excuse. <laughs> Say, stop it. Uh, when he says no, he just had mono. Uh, he says fine, sing, and then he kind of looks at um, the other two in the room to be like, "You're going to be the witness. You're going to be the judges." And yes, Paul Kinsey launches into, "Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling," and uh, doesn't do a horrible job. It's not good. It doesn't. I, it doesn't deserve applause. To be honest, I'm tone deaf. I don't know. And 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 amazingly, Jeffrey joins in. And again, yeah. probably the second best line of the season is when they finish. Peggy just has this wonderful smile and says, "I am so hot." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can imagine. You can imagine being stoned out of your mind, and then these two guys just start singing, and you're like, "Is this really happening right now?" <laughs> Or, or am I creating this? And I can imagine it, it would it would kind of freak you out, just a little bit, just a little bit. And so, oh, yeah, John. Next scene. Next scene. Next scene is is the biggest. Listeners, this is the biggest scene of your life. It's where we get to meet and touch Henry Francis <laughs> for the first time. Now listen, I'm taken. Okay, I don't go around touching ladies anymore. But I gotta say, the balls on this guy. He comes up to uh, to Betty Monster, who's just standing there, pregnant, waiting for uh, Trudes, Trudy, um, and he uh, asks her what it's like to be pregnant. Oh no, no! Start out with what he says first. What does he say first? He goes. He comes up to her. She's oh, pregnant. That's right. She's wearing a wedding ring. She he wearing, says, yeah. "Who are you waiting for?" She says, "A friend." Yeah. And his next line is, "I wish you were waiting for me." What? Oh, my God. Number one. What? Great. <laughs> Just to be clear, great line. Great line. I like that. Also, just to be clear, right. what the F? Who says that to a pregnant married woman? At a derby party. Derby party or not. I, that, that, that's neither here nor there, John. How many, and just, just so I can get a number, and I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you how many for me. How many, <laughs> how many pregnant married women have you hit on just out and about none none no okay that's that's that's, that's i'll just say that's lower than my number okay. <laughs> <laughs> no of course it's none why would anybody this is weird this is weird you gotta say something's not right with that guy and then he then he but then yes he 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 uh he ends it with um you know saying that I brought a, I brought a, uh, you know, I'm waiting for my date because you can't come to these things stag. But then, you know, you run into people and gives her the hairy eyeball. And, and by people, I mean pregnant married women. Yes. And then, by the, the, then he who, goes all and starts feeling the belly. Pregnant married women standing outside the bathroom. I always make it a point to hit on ladies outside the bathroom. They're at their most vulnerable, John. No, they have to. Like, <laughs> I don't know how Betty's not in the bathroom. She's, what, eight months pregnant? She has to pee all the time. She should be peeing constantly. Yes. Constantly. I don't know. She just finished. But, Trudy, though. But really, I think this was like the basis. This was the backbone to the whole creepy movement. Like uh-huh. this, 
initial scene meeting this guy. Just come on. Also, if I could get a count, John, how many pregnant women do you go up to and say, hey, can I touch it? None. None. I mean, I mean I'll, I'll tell you what, it freaks me out. Have you, but I, don't, I've, I don't like... I've actually seen people like, do that. You've seen people do I that? I have seen people do that. I don't touch people. That's 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 rule number one. Don't touch anybody. <laughs> number Rule number two, if they're pregnant, at least, at least an arm length away at all times. Any more rules? No, oh, plenty. But I'm gonna <laughs> stop. I'm gonna stop it there. Uh, yeah. So that, that again, the whole the whole scene has really formed the negative connotation that kind of bubbled around Henry for several years to come. Oh, Do you think he'll be good. back? Are we? You mean? You think we'll see in season five? Yeah. Oh, good God! I hope so. He's he's become one of my favorite characters. Because honestly, they make, could just write him out as having left her. No, I want to make sure that he... I want to see him have the meltdown. What's the meltdown? The meltdown is the fact that he married Betty Monster. Didn't he already have that? No, not quite yet. Okay. He, he's not quite there. He's, get, you know, he's, he's on his there. way. Oh, oh, he's on Meltdown Highway, John. <laughs> just not quite there Getting yet. Getting ready to exit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 11B, Betty Monster. Uh, we then find ourselves back at the uh, at uh, Joan Joan's apartment. Yeah, uh, every, every everyone's there. They've come over. She's met everyone, and uh, she goes into the kitchen to uh, to check on the food, John. Yeah, this was this was sad. No, um, the uh, okay. There's the head resident. What's the, what's the guy? The attending is that him? Yeah, the the attending. Uh, the head. The attending. The attending. A little bit older. Wife's a little bit over. They, they, they come into the kitchen. Your apartment's great. That, blah, blah, blah. That, that's Dr. Ronald Edinger. He's the chief of surgery. Great. And then the younger guy is Rick. And he's the, he's the chief resident. He's on his way out. On his way out. Right. Uh, so they're in the kitchen. Uh, she's talking to Joan, telling her about, oh, you know, things will get better once he's had resident, God willing. Uh, and, then, uh, and then she says, uh, I got one piece of advice for you. Don't get pregnant. This one didn't listen to me. She's a nurse. Whoa. Whoa. We're taking shots now? No, but and then the nurse says, do what you want, and then, like, drops an, an enormous emphasis on if Greg becomes chief. Yeah, there was a lot of emphasis because she said, I have, I have, I, I'm sure whatever happens, if he can get a girl like you, things will work out. Fine. Right? So, oh. so they, they just can't, they just. Say whatever they, you know, they're just saying this stuff that he's not going to get to be. I believe this is called foreshadowing, John. Now, the first time I watched this, it did not occur to me. That? He wouldn't get it. Oh, okay. Did it occur to you? Yeah. You caught that message loud and clear? Well, they practically told her. <laughs> it's not even foreshadowing. They told her. He's not getting the job. Okay, fine. Now, I just, I feel stupid now. So just, you, you, you go. Okay, good. This is like being alone again. Um, so we're back. <laughs> we're back. We're back at the the house, and uh, Grandpa Jean is just super grumpy, throwing a fit. And uh, Carl is not going to have any of that. Puts him in I his love place. Carla. She, yeah, I love she Carla. is great. That was yeah, that I was probably Carla. one of the worst scenes when she got let go. That was just oh, awful. God damn it! Sorry if, if I spoiled that for somebody. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and so so Sally has a little attack of conscience. Says that you know, hey. Look at your money there, which you just threw down. <laughs> hey, is this it? Hey, Grandpa Jean, is this it? <laughs> and um, 
takes it over. He says, yeah, that's it. And um, kind of gives her the little stare down. And again, Carla plays this perfectly. She's like, oh, that's a relief. You know, no big deal. Eat your food. Let's go. Are you kidding me? Carla can't wait for this crap to be over with. I'm just thinking she's standing there eating her mac and cheese being like, I hate these people. Well, I think she's just, I mean, I don't, I don't know about that, really. Being like, I, well, okay, when I say these people, I mean Grandpa Jean. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Grandpa Jean's suffering from, uh, you know, multi-infarct dementia. That guy's not doing so well. He's not doing so bad, though. <laughs> That's right, he can still be, he can still be mean. My favorite thing is when uh, and when she says, "Here, eat your food. You're gonna get it's gonna get cold." And he goes, "You don't tell me what to do." And she's like, "Listen, you can eat, you cannot eat. I don't care, but there'll be no more of that." And I'm like, "Carla, yes, <laughs> winning tiger blood." Sorry, um, uh, stupid. Uh, then we uh, and I end up back uh, at the uh, derby party. Right. Apparently, the race has happened, gone by. We don't know who won. Who cares? It's just a horse. Um. And Don and uh, Betty Monster sitting at a table with Pete and Trudy. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, at, at a table uh, just across the way, you've got uh, Crane and his wife, who is altogether lovely, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, let's go over and talk to him. And he's like, I don't have anything to talk about except work. And that's foreboding. Who uses that? Only a douche. <laughs> uh, so they go over, and they're just standing there awkwardly. And then he's like, we're having a lot of fun. And then it's like, hey, and then his wife is like, hey, we haven't seen you out on a dance floor. She's she's pre- she's about to give she could give birth under the table at any minute. Of course, she's not on the dance floor. Sorry. That's okay. little, the, the whole the whole thing was ridiculous. But, John, right after that, uh, Roger comes in mm-hmm. and uh, um, Cooper's there and he introduces. Henry Francis to Don and Betty. And may I say, Henry Francis's date is unfortunate looking. Yeah. At best. At best. <laughs> I don't know if he picked her up on the way there or what. Yeah. It, it but is now true. on second now and now on second thought, John, if that had been my date to the party, I may have hit on a pregnant woman outside the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, so a little foreshadowing there. Uh, they're talking politics. Uh, they talk about um, how uh, the Rockefeller had gotten divorced and married someone just shortly after. And uh, Cooper says that's uh, that's uh, social suicide. And uh, Roger says that's love. That's that's love, and it's a boomerang. As he's hanging on to his twenty-three-year-old secretary, tart. Oh, uh, just in case you were curious, the uh, the 1963 Derby winner was, in fact, Chateau Gay. I knew that. Uh, moving on, then, strangely, yes, strangely, yes. We, uh, we, we get into a dance sequence, which, John, could be the most uncomfortable and odd scene ever to be aired on national and international television. See, now, I disagree. I think from the time the episode started, I was waiting for this. <laughs> of course. Of course you were. The, uh, the best part, though, I think the best part of... Actually, there's several great parts of the sequence. Number one is, like, the look on uh, Pete's face is just awful the whole time through. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, I mean, you've seen those movies with, like, Fred Astaire, like, the actual outstanding dancers... 
uh, yeah. in, in, in certain movies, and they, they carry themselves a certain way. This was the opposite of that. Um, however, since they did take control of the stage, uh, Crane just, like, ekes his way off the edge. <laughs> just very upset that he's not dancing as well. You, 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 you've got to notice, uh, if, if, if you can, uh, at minute uh, 3349, you actually see Crane dancing. Because if, 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 you, you're, originally when you watch the episode, you're focused on Trudy and Pete because they're really going at it. But uh, uh, Crane is just kind of uh, like, like wobbling slowly. As if, as if he literally is the human weeble. Uh, he won't go down. He will not <laughs> go down. The laws of physics just keep that from happening. Uh, and I can understand why his wife is a little disappointed, especially when you see the moves that Pete and Trudy have. Yeah, the, um, the wife really storms off. She's, like, upset. Listen, I would be. If you just got outdueled by the Campbells on the dance floor. I didn't marry you to be a weeble, dick. <laughs> yeah i don't know it's weird man i'm like why would you i mean it's just obviously you've been to dance class i, I guess so i maybe, maybe I they're know. just trying to capitalize on all these popular dance movies I, it's it's i mean it's great television because it's really unexpected and kind of amusing <laughs> but like if you were there wouldn't you just be like pizza douche like, what are you doing, man? I don't, I don't know. Like, I can, you just okay, everyone, indulge me. You're at your office party because it's pretty much in effect with what this is. It's the higher end office party, and uh, you know that 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 guy that you sometimes talk to uh, and his wife are literally doing a dance routine. Okay. Weird. I- Weird. I guess in 1963 this was cool. No. No, I think this is as cool as it is now. Okay. I don't know. Everyone else seems to be loving it. No, they're just not, you know, they're just not going to be the people to come out and be like, hey, assholes. We're, <laughs> we're all trying to dance, too. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Ken's Grove, uh, Ken, uh, uh, Kenny Cosgrove uh, does uh, let us know that he needs to bring a date next year. I don't know why he didn't bring a date this time. Or go after the pregnant ones. I'd like to say Cosgrove does have a shred of dignity. He does. Yeah, I like him. I've turned the corner. Moving on, John, uh, we then find ourselves back in the uh, office with a a still completely stoned uh, Paul Kinsey, who is being a complete douche, apparently reciting some kind of poem, if I'm not mistaken. This is the way the world ends? Yeah. Yeah. So obnoxious. And thank you for uh, uh, skinny, skinny dude. Smitty. Uh, for call- yeah, Smitty, for calling him out and being like, listen, we get it. You're, you're educated. Great. Yeah, Smitty, Smitty's a graduate. He went to Michigan. He did. I don't know about in 1963, but today, out of state, not an easy school to get into, John. And, uh, you know, of course, we have uh, Peggy at uh, Deaver's Secretarial School, Miss Deaver's. Hey, 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 they got a great program. And I, I love this, where Smitty's like, let's go on the roof. Do what? Do what? I love it. She's shutting everybody down. She's, I gotta say, she's awesome. Oh, this is, and, and she just dismisses them. I know. You know, it's she's wonderful. like, you can leave. I am in a good place. Oh, and when you're in a good place, John. Yeah. You stay there. And this little soliloquy that she does to uh, Olive is just so well delivered. Now, see, I'm going to disagree, because I'm not sure how to take this little soliloquy. 
Is she really saying anything, or is she just high? Exactly. Well, no, both, yes. Like, because, you know, she says, yeah, well, because Olive is like, I don't like what you're doing. You know, like, you're kind of, you're, you're going to, you got to be careful. You're going to throw this all away. And she's like, you know, I've got a job. I've got an office with my name on it. And a secretary. And a secretary, and that's you. I mean, she's she's really kind of cruel to, to Olive. Um, you know, it says that I'm going to do everything you want me to do. I don't know. It, it was, I got to say, the first time you watch it, it's kind of, uh, kind of almost, I don't want to say empowering, but you know what I mean? Like you feel like she's having like a breakthrough. Yeah. But then the second time you watch it, you're just like, you're kind of being stoned and mean. I guess I missed like, that like, part. Like, like you, you've, you've kind of had it with Olive, you know? Oh, okay. And, and now, uh, you're stoned enough to kind of like, uh. Uh, uh, number one, say whatever you want. Right. And uh, number two, think it's somehow philosophical. All right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I get it. You know, I've been told that when you're stoned, you kind of get everything. Okay. It all makes sense. Right. It comes right? together. I, I don't know if this is true. Okay. Uh, but I think that's the, the, the kind of kind of moment she's having. Uh, oh, I get it. This is why. This is why I hate you. Yes, the, no. the heavens are opening up for her. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Divine Jesus speaking to me through my mouth uh, to you. No, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I found myself kind of hating this scene the second or third time through that I've seen it. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. All right. I mean, not that it's not a good scene. Right. That I'm just saying. I think I'm just seeing it in a different way. Okay. I think that's fair. I, you know, I just, okay. I think she's, you know, it's, it, they, they try and set it up very much as like, you know, a, a mother daughter dynamic. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, uh, you know, mm. she's just trying to assuage the elder person's concerns for her well being. Uh, but I think what you say has a lot of merit that it, uh, it actually could be just the weed. Yeah. No, yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that's the, that's, that's the two sides you're supposed to kind of get. So. Speaking of two sides, oh, but geez, how's that for a segue? We go back to Joan's place, and uh, talking about you know talking about the, uh, uh, the the family, the the one the the pregnant one is chatting about her due date and so forth and so on, and uh, we talk about how the you know how Rick the uh, fellow is on his way out, and has magic hands, and has magic hands, um, and then uh, Doctor Poutfest. Um, just kind of gets all sad on everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, Greg, oh, I didn't mean it that way. And apparently Greg has botched a surgery or five and uh, been letting people die on the operating table. Hence his lack of promotion. So I got to say, that's pretty uncomfortable. And, you know, I mean, he, and he, he chops down the conversation. He doesn't let it get, um, you know, too technical or too involved. And, um, they move on, and of course, the natural place to move from here is Joan's accordion. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, of course. I, I saw it coming from a mile away, John. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, everything's getting a little weird. What would I do in this situation? Joan plays accordion. I'm gonna go grab it. This is this is this is this is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> completely ridiculous. Now, does is Joan completely ridiculously charming on the accordion? Of course she is. So do you think that the writers were high when they wrote this episode? Because we have the dance. I don't. We have the dance number and we have the accordion number in the same episode. It. It. I think they're just being awesome. 
the accordion was amazing because normally it would be a guitar or maybe a little piano or hell a kazoo. But the, <laughs> to have Joan wear an accordion is some kind of unusual just shame. <laughs> Not that I don't love the accordion. I, weird, weird Al Yankovic's top five, but... Oh yeah, no, you, you you and your uh, fascination with the squeeze box. Oh, goes back forever, John. Thank you for bringing it up. I think, uh, you know, this was also supposed to be, uh, you know, after that last scene with uh, Peggy. Again, one of those, um, one of those comparisons to uh, the old way uh, of um, a, a life for the lady. Yeah, yes. Uh, to, to, the, to the put, yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely so. And I gotta say, I would take Peggy's end, if uh, what if <laughs> if I had to choose. I'm sorry that. No, I think anyway. I think that's an excellent though. You know, you have the you have the uh, the young, uh, 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 career driven woman, and now you have the the happy homemaker entertainer. Not so happy though. Nope. Especially after say, this conversation with. But the first time, the first time I watched it. I felt like she was more humiliated by it, but when I watched it this time, I don't think she so. Didn't, she didn't seem no, no. humiliated by it yeah, at no, all. No, I don't think so at all. But did did you feel like that the first time you watched it? No, I thought it was just kind of the normal, you know, thing. You ask somebody to to sing or play something, and like, oh shucks, no. But no, I didn't. Feel, I didn't think she was humiliated at all. I don't know why the first time I saw it, I was like, it's just, it just felt humiliating. I think probably because the whole, the whole, uh, you know, the whole conversation up to that point was so negative. That you probably took that negativity into the performance. Maybe, maybe that was it. Uh, we then began back at the derby party, and everybody's favorite, Jane, comes flying around the end of the, uh, the end of the uh, buffet line, drunk as a skunk. Yeah, uh, trying to get a plate of food before literally uh, alcohol poisoning. Yeah, no one ever told her. And maybe this is, you know, youth speaking, that you should have something to eat with some booze. I'll tell you this, John, every time. Uh, every time I know that in the evening I'm going to be going out to drink too much, yep. I go to Chipotle, I get a burrito, and I literally just, just, just house that thing. Yeah, that's like eating a sponge. It is. It is. It is. And I recommend that to our listeners because I know we've got uh, a lot of people in their late 30s to early 50s <laughs> that's who that's really gonna help <laughs> excellent well uh, unfortunately we we can't reach through the screen and be helpful to jane uh because she stumbles all over herself uh she then makes some inappropriate comments towards the drapers uh saying you know how she knew it would work out well you know i'm sure betty doesn't want to have their marital troubles being brought out in uh, the public air and um, she walks off unhappy uh, then um, oh, I, I don't think you explain you explain that well enough yeah, uh, yeah go ahead drunk as a skunk passes out or falls down after she drops her plate on the ground right Don and uh, Betty monster pick her up and take her over to the table and she says oh aren't isn't there aren't they a beautiful couple aren't they a beautiful couple and then says says the Betty monster I'm so glad you guys got back together and she shoots a look at Don like she could have burned a hole right through him, John. And I think she may have. Yeah, no, she did. And she kind of storms off. Uh, because if you remember, uh, uh, Jane was Don's secretary during that whole problem. Right. But the thing is, is that she was actually a pretty good secretary. Remember? She got him, like, shirts. So she was actually pretty good. Right. 
Um, so then after she runs off, Don puts out a cigarette. It's pretty pretty annoyed, to say the least, as I well, would no, be. No, no, but uh, she gets all grabby on him. No, I was getting there. Oh, okay. Please. All right, yeah. Please, for, for Christ's sake. Right, right. She's getting all grabby. She's grabbing at, she, and she doesn't mean to, I don't think so, but she's just at that level, grabbing near the pelvic area, just to be, just for full disclosure, if I can. The belt. Belt, thank you. Belt there. Saying, why don't you like me? What's your, well, I don't understand. And then, and then Roger goes, uh. As, What's going on here? As she's going grabbing. On here? Right, as she's as grabbing. As she's grabbing. And I got to say, uh, if I was Roger, I'd be like, I know what's going on here. Right. Yeah, this has happened before. She's as drunk as a Kennedy. What am I going to do? <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, so then uh, him and Don have a little exchange. And Roger seems to be on this whole preachy happiness thing, which I got to say is annoying. And, that, and Don tells him that. And Don is like, well, he says, I guess, you know, not everyone can appreciate how happy I am. And Don is like, no one thinks you're happy. They think you're foolish. Which I got to say, boom, pow. Right. Straight straight to the gut. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, Ro- Ro- you know, what Roger says back is altogether confusing. Okay. Because uh, he says, you know what's great about these kind of things? Yeah, if you can, you can invite whoever you want, <laughs> or so, or something to that effect. And I, I don't understand what that meant. I, yeah, I don't know. He he said that you come here to be, you know, to be happy, and uh, I, I don't know if he thought that he counted Don as one of his friends, or oh, maybe maybe that's what he was saying. Like I invited you because you're my friend, and now you're taking a giant shit on me. Yeah, something like that. <sighs> I don't know, John. I can't. I can't. I can't do it all. But you know who can't do it all is Grandpa Gene. <laughs> yes. Uh, home stretch here, Grandpa Gene. Um, <laughs> um, you know he um, he he calls Sally in. Uh, you know maybe just a little bit harsh because um, she's trying to you know she tries to say goodnight and she's a little anxious, nervous that she might get a, a tongue lash and get yelled at. She's you know having flashbacks to all of her times with Betty and. Oh. Um, and uh, and instead, he just grabs the book, and you know is like where we left off, and, and you know gets back to the the story, and this is um, you know I think this is the like this this one episode is probably the the big foundation to the closer relationship that they mm. they now develop. I mean peas in a pod, John. Peas and carrots, these two, right? Yeah, definitely. And the episode ends with a. Uh, the night winding down there at the country club. Uh, Roger and his uh, drunken bride are uh, pretty much just kind of leaning back and forth <laughs> on the dance floor. They're, they're, they're not the Campbells, let's be clear. Oh, easily. Easily not the Campbells. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. I thought they would just have him, like, meat-hooking her or just holding her up. Right, right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how she can even stand at this point is incredible. If you if you actually if you look close at the forty five minute mark, he has taped her arms to his. So that's how she <laughs> duct tape. You can, you, can, you can see the duct tape around his shoulders. Uh, no, it's. it's uh, I thought it was interesting that um, you know Don kind of gives them a look, and yeah. I can't tell if he's if he's holding on to his thought that yes, Roger's foolish, or if he's starting to maybe try and see it a little bit from Roger's standpoint and be like. Wow, you know, maybe he is happy. 
you know, it, it, it's him. Only he knows if he's happy or not. Uh, maybe he is happy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think for sure uh, at this point, uh, Don's at least giving it some thought, whereas before it was all just you're being stupid. Right. So, I mean, you know, I, yeah, at this point he thinks to himself, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he's happy. Right. Of course, I wouldn't have that thought. That he's happy? No. All right. He is stupid. <laughs> have you have you met Jane? Uh, no, not personally. Oh, I haven't either, but I met her on the show here, and she is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but Don, Don meanders out. He finds uh, he finds his uh, his lady, just yeah. kind of standing in the dark, uh, uh, in the moonlight. Okay. Uh, and they have a little makeout session there in the there in the grass. Yeah, yeah, they do a do little a like little, like, uh, little smooch and sway. Here's the thing with Don Don Draper. Right. He doesn't just kiss you. You know what I mean? Don comes in, kisses you, drops his coat, and then heads for second base. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I mean, maybe that's 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 what you should do. <laughs> stop, you know, stop being too nice and just always go for second base. But, you know, because you thought maybe he would say something about, uh, you know, oh, about no, no, what Jane no, said. No, John, or... John, 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 you say more with passion than you can with words. Ah, I see. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. All right, all right. You got that? Yeah. You got that? No, because, yeah, that's right. Now they're, they're making out, and they're dancing in the moonlight. Show's over. And it, I like how it ends on a great little instrumental, you know, because you had the band playing the whole time. Um, yeah. It, you know, it was either end with the instrumental or a snippet of the Tiger Tones. So I think they made a good choice. I would have had the Tiger Tones. I know you would have. Kind of like in a dream sequence, like kind of like, <laughs> a, a, kind of like blurry faded out in the midnight sky. Just singing. Oh, they, 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 you should send it. You should send in your resume. You should... Okay, sorry. <laughs> John, did we did did anyone mail us anything? Absolutely. Cray? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't kid you. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Oh yeah, since our last time, we had a we had a, a few. We had a, a few different uh, emails from our friends. Um, we had uh, our friend Terry, who uh, Terry. writes in from California. Uh, this is in regards to the last podcast uh, from Love Among the Ruins. Just uh, loved your last podcast. Laughed a lot. Just a quick note to say, I completely agree with you that the teacher had crazy eyes from the first oh. moment. Oh, oh, let's be clear. The teacher is insane. Crazy and annoying. Then her bare feet frolicking around the maypole like an idiot. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like an idiot, indeed. <laughs> Love it. Well done. Uh, we had um, we had our friend Jane uh, wrote in. Uh, guys, your shows keep getting better and better. Keep it up because your podcasts have been one of the few things getting me through this winter. Uh, since they have yet to announce a 2011, now 2012, want, want start date. And no rumor seemed to be circulating. Have you thought about filling in the slack by writing and producing your own version of Mad Men? How cool would that be? This is Jane in New okay. Jersey. So, Paul, do you think that you could write and produce your own version of Mad Men? You caught me with two red hands. I've been writing and producing. No. Since the end of season four, John. <laughs> and uh, I haven't given you the scripts yet, but uh, I'm, so, I'm going to email them over tonight. All right. All right. Yeah. So I don't know how we're going to just do an audio uh, Mad Men, but uh, that's just logistics I need to figure out. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think, I think I can't wait till we do the. Um, 
the 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 predictions show i think that was a lot of fun oh that's gonna be a good show and then if uh, if people have any you know i know we've had suggestions in the past for book reviews and so forth um maybe maybe we won't have whoa, quite whoa, the time whoa, to read whoa. Those. book reviews yeah what yeah um, no Mm-mm. no i think we've discussed i cannot read <laughs> uh our, our our good friend hugh Oh, Hug, what's up, bud? (laughs) He writes, hey guys, thanks for the season three work. You reminded me of the first time I saw that scene of Don rubbing the grass, and he was wearing those cool sunglasses. Um, Now, I I think we mentioned last time that we actually have our pair, but uh, I think he he maybe thought we were looking to get a pair. So he he did some of his research and found them to be the actual U.S. Air Force issue, manufactured Mm -hmm. by a company called Randolph Engineering. Mm-hmm. available in silver frames which the online snobs say is the actual color used by the military yeah. and the gold frames as are featured by don take the gold every time and says that if 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 we or anybody is interested in looking into those uh those shades which i truly enjoy uh to just go to ebay and enter randolph engineering we'll find a lot of sellers can i say this yeah. uh john and i both own these sunglasses yeah i absolutely unequivocally love them yeah john yes looks much better in them than i do ladies and gentlemen sound better too <laughs> you're such a <laughs> bastard uh, <laughs> and therefore i would recommend all our listeners yes. male listeners uh because they, 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 i'm gonna be on they don't they don't look good on the ladies okay but uh the male listeners i mean seriously yeah get yourself a pair and hugh has a pair and he loves. Oh, does he? Yeah. Does Hug have a pair? Yeah, and he loves his. Hug, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm gonna say this, and I've never suggested this ever. But could you email us a picture of you wearing the sunglasses, please? And he uh, he actually says, "P.S. I will definitely come to the meetup." Now this is this is this is Hugh from Florida, and he says, "Paul, why does it matter where I'm from? If I say I'll be there, I'll be there. Save me a seat." All right. At this point, <laughs> Hug, I might have a meetup just to prove. <laughs> Just to prove you wrong, <laughs> you're not flying up from Florida for me. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Uh, and we got we got one last one. Um, our friend Christina from Oregon writes in. Right. Hi, John, Paul, and Kate. Even gets a hello. Um, mm. If I I was wondering if when you're going to do the season five prediction show, I do have one prediction. Uh, we can go ahead and read this now. We'll ask for more predictions later when we 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 hit our stride for this episode. But mm-hmm. to this prediction is that Betty and Don are going to have an affair with each other. I think that they both miss each other and will end up sleeping together. There's no way Don's relationship with whatever her name is. I think that's Megan. Uh, oh, that's cold. That's I know. Cold. I know. Toothy. That's cold. Is, is going to work out. Ha ha. I, that was written in there. Ha ha. I, I was also <laughs> wondering why you called Pete, Rapey Pete. I must not remember when he raped someone. Thanks, Christina. Paul, I think you need to explain for the people coming in late why you, uh, you you gave our friend Mr. Campbell that moniker. Well, I'd be happy to, John. Yes? Uh, Ravy Pete is called Ravy Pete because uh, in an episode... Was that season two, John? It was, it was actually right after we started doing this. Yeah, it was season two. Uh, uh, season two. Um, Trudy is away for the, uh, for the summer. And Pete meets an ompe in the building. <laughs> I think Paul said au pair. In the building, I, I love the language. Uh, in the in the building, and uh, uh, he exchanges a coat for her that uh, she had borrowed from her uh, employer. So he had she she had gone into um, 
the the uh, the wife's closet, let's say, borrowed a coat, went to a party, got it effed up, <laughs> and Pete went and exchanged it for her. Okay. Now, uh, when Pete delivers that coat, right, he makes his way inside to her little ampere uh, quarters. Yes, and has what some would say his way with her. Now, John, yes. uh, I don't condone that. I'm not a believer in rape in any fashion. But um, It's good to hear. This, it's good to hear. <laughs> the reason we're going to call it rape, right? and I'm not a doctor, the, uh, the guy who employs the umpire comes up to Pete's apartment and says, Hey, listen, pal, my umpire has been crying for days on end because you forced her into having intercourse. There's a lot of ladies in this city. Force somebody else. Again, this is this is Paul's interpretation of, <laughs> of the conversation. So, thus, right? The nickname Rapey Pete. Well, thank you. I think that'll Which has which by the way has been embraced by our listeners as has Betty Monster and Douche Crew. <laughs> and and on top of that, Douche Crew too. Anyway, my you, my friend, you are on a roll of the coining terms. On my second drink, John. <laughs> yes, don't ever leave me again. Um, <laughs> and we 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 just uh, just this week we hit seven hundred followers on the Facebook. Mm. Thank you mm. so much. That is wonderful. Get out of town. We've got seven hundred. Seven hundred. Yeah, but geez. <laughs> That that is that is fantastic. Like you said, we've had a ton of activity. We love all of the information. I read them all. Paul reads what he can. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. And uh, and it's it really it's been it's been great. Um, we uh, are, uh, how's the how's the website? The website's good, John. Now there has been some rumbling. Yes. I uh, uh, we had the good fortune of hiring a tech team. Really. This past year. Yep. Yep, yep. I hired myself to uh, work on a new website for the new season. Okay. Oh, so you got some more time. So, yeah, yeah. so the entire team has been working tireless, tirelessly for the last <laughs> few months to get this thing up and going. So you were you like the the you had a, a we had a we you, had a hard you, deadline. That's right. This summer you were going to be done by July one. We we were gonna yeah we had a hard deadline. So I mean we had we had people working overnights. We had people canceling vacations. And then we come to find out that they can't get the F and show on the air until 2012, John. That just had to be like a punch in the... Uh, punch in the sack. <laughs> that's, that's right. So I fired the entire staff, and I'm just going to finish it myself. So you have this to look for, forward to in the new uh, season... Uh, probably about the time uh, we do our uh, prediction show, or maybe a little bit earlier, there will be a brand new Mad Men recap website that I promise you, you'll enjoy. Why? Because it'll load literally 3,000 times faster <laughs> than our current site. But feel John free to go I, to our current site. John and I will get uh, alerts to when you leave a comment, so the whole comment situation will be much, much better. And the site itself is uh, is better looking, so uh, that's something to get excited about because uh, Mad Men took a dump on your summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. And on that, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. 
great show. Mm. That's all I got. It is a great show. So, uh, no, just 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 real quick because we're already at an hour and a half. Uh, oh, good God! Please join. Please join our Facebook page. Um, we're uh, just search for the Mad Men Recap on Facebook. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We let you know when we've done new shows or are doing new shows. We're Mad Men Recap on Twitter. And uh, please email us because we love your emails. You can send us pictures, Hug, of, uh, of maybe the new sunglasses you got. And that's staff at medmenrecap.com. That comes to both John and I. And John will respond to you because he's uh, responsible. All right. Am I, am I right? You're absolutely right. John. Yes. Great show. How many do we have left? Uh, oh, that's a great because we started in season three. We did. So it's not oh, like we're no. finishing season three. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, I will. I will go back and I will uh, review the tapes. I believe at the most we have um, three or four more episodes. Oh, I don't even think. I think three at 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 the most. Okay. We are running out. But uh, again, we're going to keep things keep things moving, and uh, we'll we'll keep the entertainment coming. At least Paul will. <laughs> what? As long as we can. All right, everybody. Uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Good night. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.